Welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday morning. And I'm really excited to welcome back on the program Nathan Solier. How are you doing, Nathan? Good to see you this week. I am great. Excellent. How are you? Yes, I'm doing very well. It's it's Friday. So, you know, it's funny. People think of Friday, it's the end of the week, so you're tired. But actually, I feel somewhat energized because it's it's the weekend. So there's that, there's that <laughs> feeling of, ah, that's one week done. Um, we are live this morning on Facebook. Uh, you can see Nathan there too, and Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. So today we're talking about um, making... Uh, our kids healthy uh, here in Hong Kong and that's really important because we talked last week about how masks are finally coming off and how we have to boost our uh, immune system uh, but these but, but children teenagers they've just had masks on for the past three years they've not had that chance to really build up their immunity uh, at school really um, so how can we build them up yeah, and and that's a and and you know when you mention the mask, yeah, they've also got the masks off at school as well, right? So they're also susceptible to the germs, and you know what ha- used to happen in the old days where you know chickenpox you know, parties, right? So you know we we've got to we've got to start, um, you know we start we got to start focusing on our kids now, and and you know last week was really about us as adults, and and what I wanted to do is talk about you know how kids can sort of also, um, you know, let's face it. I mean, as you're growing as a child, you build your immunity by getting these bugs, right? So, so the kids will get sick. Now, the thing is, though, is you want to make sure that your kid is in the most healthiest possible state when they do get sick. So like last week, we're going to go into some of the things how you can build resilience within kids as well. And, um, and you know, one of the things that I, we talked about last week um, is, is about getting a good night's sleep. And, and that's critical to be able to keep the kids, um, you know, first of all, <laughs> happy, second of all, energetic and, and also not tired. And, and thirdly, it boosts your immune system, because like I said, you know, uh, you know, the precursor to getting sick is being tired. And if our kids are not getting enough sleep, then, you know, that's really important. So. How many how many hours should we be getting to sleep for the kids? Well, I was going to say, what's your observation for uh, Hong Kong or kids here in in our community? Do they go to bed early enough, or are they staying up quite quite late? Well, I, I think um, you know, and I'm I, like I said, I you know, my I guess my my children my children go to bed or anywhere between um, eight thirty and um, and nine thirty, and my. My my son goes to bed at nine nine thirty. He is uh, twelve years old. Um, my daughter is um, he's just she just turned eleven yesterday. So she's been going to bed at eight thirty. She goes to bed at eight thirty on the dot. So and then of course I get them up around six thirty, quarter to seven every morning. I do find when I wake up my my uh, my daughter, she wakes up no problem, and she's getting to bed at eight thirty. And she gets up at six thirty. My son obviously goes to bed a l- an hour later uh, because you know he has homework and little bits and pieces, and he likes to stay up a little bit later. He's sort of getting into that teenage age now, right? But he goes to bed at nine thirty, and I, I struggle to get him out of bed even at quarter to seven. So you know the the Nathan, the, I got to say is- it, that's really early by Hong Kong standards, and I'm and you know my kids are in kindergarten, and they go to bed relatively early, you know between eight to nine. Um, but you know I have uh, friends whose children go to bed at eleven, and these are sort of three year olds, four year old, five year olds who really go to bed very very late. It's sort of like a 
a Hong Kong culture because the parents stay up late and so then the kids stay up late with them. Yeah. Well, look, you know, um, you know, your kids don't have to do what you do as an adult. <laughs> and we've got to remember exactly. that as an adult, we, we've fully grown now. Kids are still growing. They still need that sleep to grow. And if they're not getting that sleep, they first of all won't grow. Um, their development of their um, their coordination and um, and their their motor skills will also be underdeveloped. And then you know you've just got to remember is is like um, you know the later we stay up, um, the the um, the 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 changeover from um, that we we get a biggest dose of growth hormone, human growth hormone, around eleven o'clock at night, eleven o'clock and four o'clock in the morning. So if your kids are going to bed later than eleven o'clock, then they're not getting that do that daily dose of human growth hormone to grow up big and strong and healthy. So um, you're doing your kids a disservice if you're going to bed any later than you know uh, you know like like I said. I mean for, for adults we should be going to bed around ten ten thirty. So kids should be getting anywhere between ten and twelve hours sleep a night. And like I said, you know, a big part of being able to get that shift for, sh for sleep is being able to create that habit and being able to, um, you know, get the kids buy in it. Because even though they're a young age, they're actually really, um, they're, they're a lot coachable than you think. You know, telling them to go to bed is like telling you to go to bed. However, if you were talking to your kid and you say, hey, look, you know, why don't we go and read a story before going to bed? Hey, how about... You know, how about we, you know, we go to your room and, and I'll lie with you for a little bit. And so that way, um, you know, that way you can get to sleep. Funny enough, I've fallen asleep with my kids knowing that I'm tired, right? So here's me going to bed, lying down with my daughter at 8, 8.30 at night and, you're and then falling, falling asleep. That tells you something, right? That tells me that I'm already tired. And so nine times out of 10, I'll get out of bed and I'll just go straight to bed. So I'll be in bed at 8.30, 9, 9.30. But of course, you know, like, you know, the thing in Hong Kong is, is like we all stay up late, we get up late. And we've just got to remember that we're dictated by the sun and the moon still. So when the sun's up, we're up. When the sun's down and the moon's up, we're supposed to be going to sleep. So these are the sort of things that we cannot, you know, we cannot avoid of being part of Mother Nature. We're still part of Mother Nature. We cannot change those things. Yeah. And so I really know, important sleep. Yes. And, and just on the topic of sleep, and I know my kids are a bit far off, but your kids are going to be teenagers soon. Teenagers also, I, I read, need more sleep. Um, then, and that's why they wake up later as well. You know, sometimes we hear, oh, my, my 15 year old is waking up at 11 in the morning or 12. It's because teenagers, is it true that they need to actually sleep more? They do need to sleep more. And it's a, it's a little bit counterintuitive too, because they want to stay up late. Yes, they do. You know, they're on their games or, Gamers. Their friends yes. or they're out or whatever like that. So it's a bit of a counterintuitive. So it's it's one of those hard ones to be able to. I mean, the thing is, is when it comes to um, getting your kids healthy, a big part is educating them, and another part is also is also monkey see, monkey do. You know, if you're living a certain way, then you're what you're doing is you're teaching your kids to be that same way. So if you're going to bed late, if you're you know if you're not living a lifestyle that you want the kids to live then very difficult to be able to get the kids to be able to do what you want them to do when you're not 
doing it yourself. Or at least working towards that. Yeah. yeah. I find if you get the kids really tired, and which is really unfortunate because I, I think a lot of kids don't get enough time outdoors, and I, you've mentioned this before, but you can really tire them out if you run them, run them around. They really get tired. Run them ragged. Exactly. And then they do go to bed early or if they get the sun. If you go to the beach, for example, during the day, the kids are out by about half seven in, in the evening. Yeah. Well, the the thing is, is like when sun's on our skin, um, it starts to re release uh, release endorphins. It also re increases our serotonin levels, our happy feelings. And when we raise our serotonin levels, then what actually happens? It also allows us to release our melatonin levels at nighttime. So melatonin is, is a um, is is a yeah. um, pigment a hormone yeah. to to yeah to to be able to to uh, uh to get us to sleep so if we're out in the sun and they reckon the first two hours in the morning between six and eight is actually the best time to actually raise your serotonin levels so being able to get them to exercise or, or to be out in the sun during the those early mornings is really really important but i believe sun and exercise is a really good way of being able to get the kids to have a good night's sleep and it will take something, like I said, you know, you will may have to participate in the exercise with them or enroll them in sports or, or different types of activities so that way they are tired by the end of the night. And it's proven that, you know, as soon as you um, you raise your left hand and your right leg in the air or vice versa, it stimulates brain function. And when you stimulate brain function, then all of a sudden your your, your child will learn better. So exercise is super important to be able to get our kids healthy again. And over the last three years, because of the stop start of all of our sporting activities, I've seen quite a lot of kids um, seeing our osteopath and seeing other physios because they've been getting injured at sport. So my advice to you is, is like, yes, get them into sport, but you know, just be wary of certain injuries that they may be having, you know, maybe having a little knee pain, maybe having lower back pain, they may be spraining their ankles quite a lot. And these are the sort of things, these are also indicators that they're getting poor quality sleep or they're not getting enough sleep because their coordination is off. Yeah. Um, we've got about uh, eight minutes before the 10.30 news, Nathan. Perhaps let's talk about food. Um, you, you are what you eat. H how can we encourage better eating habits or just getting kids to eat healthy food? Because all day long, they're always looking for snacks. And yeah. um, even if and, we don't have it in the house. Exactly. It's a two-pronged thing in Hong Kong too, right? Because not only you have your parents, but you also have your, your maid or your, your auntie or your helper that, you know, that will also, you know, just cave in and give the kid whatever they need to do, you know, whatever they need to eat so that way they calm down and stop screaming and carrying on, whatever. But it's a it's a vicious cycle. So one thing that I would look to do is I would definitely educate your mate, not coming from a place of, you know, don't, 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 wrong, 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 but educate them in the quality of food and, and, and have them perhaps even do um, attend, um, you know, healthy, food cooking courses so that way they learn a big spectrum another one thing is is making sure your pantry is full of good healthy food and what the, the big thing um, i find with my kids is is that when when they're hungry if i put out healthy snacks you know if i cut cucumber sticks or cut carrot or, or cut broccoli you know the kids love that sort of stuff um, if they're very, very, very hungry. <laughs> exactly. And so, not be so, filled up with cookies and stuff in between because they just exactly. grab, you know, those 
I know, biscuits that, you know, you may have lying around just in case. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, so try to, you know, try to incorporate, you know, healthy snacks around that time. A really good book that I read a long time called it was uh, uh, um, uh, Deceptively Delicious. And it was (laughs) basically healthy food, but they they hid, you know, vegetables in it. So they, they, um, they mulched up or they made it into smoothies or, or things like this. So that way they can add it into their food. So that way it didn't taste so, you know, didn't, you know, it, it was healthier, right? In Hong Kong, it's pretty good in the sense that, you know, we get meat dish, we get a vegetable dish, we get a rice dish. It's reasonably healthy, but making sure that we're cooking with, you know, the right oils, you know, cooking with saturated fat because it's a stable fat and also cooking with um, a stain away from cooking with vegetable oils. And so that's your base. I always say foundation is your your food is your foundation. Now, the supplements that I would add in, because not all kids are going to eat healthily, right? And, and you know, they, they, they may be lacking in things. So getting a good multivitamin, I would talk to your doctor. I would talk to your naturopath or a homeopath and see what they recommend. So the ones that I use is a, is a product called Pure, and, and I find they're very, very effective because they're just a small pill. I give it to my kids when they have their breakfast, and then they're done for the day, and then they can start Yeah, we give our kids multivitamins, like yeah. yeah. A, a, a yeah it's really you go to good. your doctor, they'll sort of recommend. Yeah. And, and I always mention is, is that water is super important too. So making sure that your kids are hydrated before they have their food. What I do in the morning is, is before they have breakfast, when they get up in the morning, I'm waking them up with a glass of water. And you're amazed how quickly they wake up too. So having a glass of water, you know, when they wake up, will allow them to wake up and also get their stomach ready for food in the morning. So mm. try that out as a way of being able to get that food into them. That's a good idea. Okay. Um, well, water is, is another thing. Sometimes it can be a battle to get kids to drink water because they forget and they'll just drink when mm. they're really super thirsty and you'll see they'll have half a bottle. Um, how can we build that sort of regular habit? Uh, do you set reminders yeah. for, for, for the kids or it, you drink together? It is reminders. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a habit. I mean, like I said, you know, in the morning, I give my kid a glass of water every morning in the water and, and they, they get used to that. And then, you know... You know, they, they're off to school. Now, that's where you're going to have trouble. I'm hoping that the teacher is sort of like taking on that responsibility of going, okay, have a glass of water before your food and all those sort of things. And and that could be something that you can have a talk to, your, to your, your teacher about, you know, just say, hey, look, you know, I'm just worried about how much water my kid's getting. Can you make sure that, you know, at a certain time they all get that, that water into them? Um, you know, making sure before they go and have sport, before you walk out the door, have a glass of water. And then have that water bottle and, you know, you know, it's pretty much every time your kid runs around for five to seven minutes, they should be having a sip of water anyway. So the, the sporting coaches are pretty good. I, I, my, my kid's part of APSS and, and Sandy Bay and they, they do, um, you know, they stop them regularly, say, hey, go, go and have a glass of water. Oh, sorry, have a sip of water and so forth. And then the thing is, is like afterwards, making sure that they have a glass of water um, afterwards because the thing is, is like they've just expelled all that energy and all that, you know, all the, the liquids that will be coming out, the sweat, you know, and you actually you exhale water. Mm-hmm. So being able to hydrate them after is really important. A good way of knowing whether your kid has been hydrated enough is, is just when they go to the toilet. Hopefully they go to the toilet. You know, they should be going to the toilet every two to three or four hours, you know. But if they're not, if they're going all day without water, then you're running the risk of the, the kid's digestive system, you know, breaking down and, and, and not dehydrated. being able to digest food very well. Exactly. And yeah. the kids get dehydrated really easily. 
Yeah, and it also affects their coordination and their performance and their mental and, and physical um, you know, abilities too. Yeah, excellent. I think we've covered all bases, supplements, food, and also sleep and hydration. Um, yeah. I want to cover stress. Kids these days face a lot of pressure. How can we as parents or as adults, or you know, not just kids, but teenagers, you know, what should we be planning for them? What sorts of activities can we sort of de-stress them? Because they just want to sit in front of the TV or in front of you yeah. know, video games. How do you just sort of oh drag God. them away from that? So hard. You know, we have game nights. We have game nights at home. So, you know, every Friday night we have game nights. My son has signed me up to um, a chess uh, competition. Oh. So him and I play chess with each other, which is a lot of fun as well. Um, and then also my daughter plays netball. And so I take on and I put it in my diary, um, you know, every se- uh, two days a week, that her and I go downstairs for 20 minutes and we throw around the netball. So that way we just stimulate their, you know, stimulate. The big thing about, you know, stress for kids is, is that if they're not moving a lot, then it's it's bent up, you know, so so they need they a need cathartic that release. release. And yes. catharsis is, catharsis is proven that, you know, if you're not releasing that energy, then it becomes really, it can, it can become a lot stressful, becoming anxious and things like this. And, you know, we have psychologists that recommend us kids because they believe that exercise, and I'm I'm a believer as well, is, is that you know to be able to get kids to calm down to lower stress levels and so forth is getting them moving and moving often. Excellent. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for all these tips and how to make our kids healthy uh, here in our uh, here in uh, Hong Kong. And I look forward to more chats with you next week. Thank you very much indeed. My pleasure.